I am excited to share today's word because the title of the message is The Hand of God. Now when we look at the hand of God, we're not looking at just his physical hand. We're looking at God because he's a spiritual being. We're looking at the effects of God being in your life. And when the Bible refers to it, it says the hand of God was in on the child of God. Now quite a number of scriptures that I'm going to read are referring to the hand of God whereby children of God found themselves with mercy, with grace, with power to do things, with miracles performed in their lives that they did not anticipate they would be able to do only because God's hand was on their lives. And they say so themselves, that God's hand was on my life. Now when I was preparing the word, there were a few things that God was taking me through. And one of them was that, you know, currently on earth, we find a lot of people talking about what we must do, how we must do it, so that we can achieve a lot. But God was reminding me that what the world is saying we must do has a cap, has a limit because it is limited by our abilities. Now, beyond what the world and our abilities can achieve, there is God. Now, one touch of God's hand into your situation changes the trajectory of your life forever. So I'm going to repeat this. When God was taking me through the way, he was reminding me of fundamental things. And these fundamental things, child of God, are that we need to rely on God and God is the one who will make sure that our things are achieved and therefore we break the ceiling. And when we do things of God, we are breaking the ceiling and we are doing things of God and in return, the hand of God is in our things. So child of God, I'm going to be taking you through those fundamental things. You know, God was taking me through the way and it excited me because as I was reading through the way and as I was going through the way and I want you to also answer this question. There are things that God was asking me. He says, do you remember any incident in your life where you felt like what has happened here only happened because of my hand on your life. So I just want to ask you the same thing, child of God. Do you remember any incidents whereby you felt that whatever is happening right now, it is because of the hand of God in my life. The hand of God is written all over it. Maybe a promotion to a job that you had not applied for. Maybe someone called you just as you were about to make a grave mistake. Maybe you got your test results and you were fine, you were not sick anywhere, and yet the doctors thought you were sick, and you knew there is a God that has put his hand into it, and because God's hand is on my life, that is why it's happening the way it is. 
So I've looked at a lot of scriptures, child of God, and I followed one of the scriptures that we're going to be looking at is taken from Ezra. In fact, if I can just give you a bit of a background, we find children of God that have been taken to countries where they don't belong, where they are finding themselves not enslaved only, but also living in conditions that are not good. Now the children of God had left their homes because they had been taken by the kings. Now what we see here is a group of them coming back into their country. Now because the hand of God was on these particular people that were sent to go and fetch them, we see a lot of things happening such that Ezra is the one that released the second group. There was the first group, the second group and also the building of the walls. So Ezra is the one that released the last group. As he releases the last group, he finds favor in God. God's hand is in his life. He says it quite a number of times. As a result, the king just says, whoever wants to go with you can go. The king says, we will even give you money. Here is silver and gold, take it with you. He finds financial favor. He finds favor to do all things because the hand of God is in his life. Now we will read the scripture and we will start from Ezra 7. It reads as follows. Praise be to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, who has put it into the king's heart to bring honor to the house of the Lord in Jerusalem in this way. Who has extended his good favor to me before the king and his advisors and all of the king's powerful officials because the hand of the Lord my God was on me. I took courage and gathered leaders from Israel to come up with me. Further down in 8 verse 22 he talks about the gracious hand of God is on everyone. On Ezra 8 verse 31 after they traveled without the kind of protection that they needed. And why? Because Ezra says to the king in Ezra 7 verse 22, he says, I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king the gracious hand of our God is on everyone. So here is Ezra he has boasted about the gracious God and the gracious hand of God that is on his life because when the hand of God is on your life, child of God, there are things that you know that you cannot beg from anyone because the hand of God is on your life. So here is Ezra. He says to the king, don't give me your soldiers. Don't give me your protection your horsemen because I have a bigger God who will protect me through and protect everyone else. So to cut the long story short, they're successful to travel from Babylon to Jerusalem. And when they get there, the first thing he does, Ezra 8 verse 31, it says, on the 12th day of the first month, we set out from Ahava Canal to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us and he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. Now hear this child of God. There are instances in life where we find ourselves having to do things for God because this is a leader who was taking 
children of God that had been exiled back to their land. He was trusting the hand of God on his life because he knew that first of all, he is seeking God's kingdom first by doing God's work. He is finding himself in God's work, doing what God wants him to do. So he says here, the gracious hand of God is on my life. And I like that because the hand of God, child of God, when it is on your life, first of all, we just need to understand what does the hand of God do? God holds the world in his hand. It says in Job, in his hand is the life of every creature and every breath. Number two, God creates by his hand, child of God. Now when he creates, whatever he has created, he has an ability of making sure that he can move it around. When the bandits wanted to come and attack, I am sure because of the powerful God that we serve, they were discouraged. They didn't go to where the children of God. So when the hand of God is on your life and it's the same hand that controls the creatures on earth that he has created, he can move them around in such a way that child of God you are protected. It says here in Acts 7 verse 50, has not my hand made all these things? Now when the hand has made all these things and he can play around with it, it's like he's playing chess with the human beings. He says, I don't want you here. You will disturb my children. They are on a road that I have set them and they are on a road where they are serving my purpose. They are on a road where I am pleased with them. I'm saying child of God, they had God's hand over them and that is what we say and I continue to say the hand of God symbolizes his power. It says in Chronicles, wealth and honor comes from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Our God has the power to give strength and power to all. No wonder when we see Jesus being raised, the power that God puts into him makes him rise in such a way that has never been seen again after Jesus. We say, thank you, Father, because that power now lives in us. The powerful hand is used on behalf of his people. Now God uses that on behalf of his people. There are times when he will remove the enemy. That is how he uses it, on behalf of us, on behalf of his people. The hand of God redeems, it redeems child of God. We see how he redeemed the Israelites. You know, every time I read and I remember a few things about the Israelites, I'm like the God that we serve redeems in a powerful way. He redeemed the Israelites. He redeemed us again using his son. When he redeemed the Israelites, he had first promised Abraham some years back to say, Abraham, you don't have a son now, but you will have a son. And when you have a son, there will be so many descendants like that does. And he further told Abraham that they will be captives for 400 years, but I will release them. Now the God that we serve doesn't forget. He told Abraham, 
the journey of 400 years that he comes back and 400 years he releases them. I'm saying child of God, your things are not held by anything. As long as the hand of God is in your life, he redeems and he continues to redeem his children. God ensures success for his people. You know, this is the basis for me for where we are today because it says the hand of God gives success for his people. Now, in most cases, child of God, we find that we want the success and we put so much power into it. There's even terminologies whereby they say I hustle hard because I want money in my pocket and I will work hard so that I have money in my pocket. I'm just saying child of God, there's nothing wrong with working hard, but there is everything right with working smart and working smart means finding your way first into the kingdom things doing the kingdom things and then God in return does everything that you need and more because he is a God we will see later on when we look at Jesus whereby God says first seek my kingdom and all these things will be added unto you the verse that I like particularly in Isaiah 49 verse 4 it reads as follows but I said I have labored in vain I have spent my strength for nothing at all yet what is due to me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with my God I will repeat I have labored in vain I have spent my strength for nothing at all yet all what is due to me is in the Lord's hand and my reward is with my God how I understood it was that Isaiah here is saying success that does not involve God results in laboring in vain because your success is hidden in the hand of the Lord. It challenges us children of God to say, have we made that decision to know that what we need is not from the person that is in the bank, is not from the person that is in the tender, documents is not in the minister that I know is not in the CEO that I know but it is in the hand of the one that holds the world the word of God says yet what is due me is in the Lord's hand and that success I'm telling you child of God when God's hand is in your life there is a difference See how Ezra was able to go back to Jerusalem with silver and gold protected by none other than by God. Because he says, even as he was leaving, I love what he says, because when you know, you know, Ezra knew that God's hand was in his life. 
and there are things that we will share later on child of God that will make you know why the people that know that God's hand is in their life and it's because of following what the word says we will share what the word says later on come on let me not rush and be ahead of myself so child of god here is Ezra as he is living because the king gives him he says oh you can go back with your people he gives him silver and gold now as he's giving him silver and gold he does all the necessary things he gives the king 10% back from collecting from the people he gives the king 10% back he says and i like what he says he says so that when i am successful in my journey the king doesn't say it is because of him it will be clear that it is because of the gracious hand of god in my life i'm saying child of god when the gracious hand of god is in your life you don't even worry about the silver and gold the success that you've achieved because you know that it is in God's hand he's protecting you with it now we continue God's hand protects his people now when you have God in your life in Psalms it says the Lord watches over you the Lord is your shade at your right hand in Ezra we see again Ezra saying the hand of God our God was on us and he protected us from our enemies and the bandits the last point that i said here about the hand of God not the last of what we were talking about but just about what is it about the hand of God that we pray for it to be on our lives what is it about the hand of God that is very important to be on our lives. We mentioned it redeems, it protects, it makes you successful. But there's something that is very critical and very important. I'm saying God's hand must be recognized. God's hand must be recognized. It is important child of God that when we have succeeded, when we have done what we have done on earth, when God is hand is on our lives we recognize it i like how Ezra did it he says i want them to know that the hand of god is in my life that is why i have successfully gone on this trip without any harm for days because i even checked the distance between babylon and jerusalem there is a trip where they go for days for months so God protects but it must be recognized it says first peter chapter 5 verse 6 reads as follows humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time humble yourself therefore under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time child of God recognize God's hand in your life As we fast forward, I want you to come with me. We see 
Besides Ezra, we see in the way, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, child of God, we see God's hand on his children. And when God's hand is on his children, it is not mistaken. Because like I said earlier on when we started, when God's hand is in your things, you cannot mistake a child of God because there is miraculous success, because there is power in everything that you touch. People will say whatever you touch turns into gold. Not because it's you that is touching it, but it is because the hand of God is on your head and when you touch, it looks like your touch is powerful and yet it is because of your connection with God. We see the hand of God on Daniel when he is in the lion's den. It is not mistaken you cannot mistake that there was a hand of God on Daniel. No hungry lion can just look at a man throughout the night, except when the hand of God is on that man. I'm saying, child of God, may the hand of God be on your life such that you are protected and no harm comes over you, no harm comes over your family, no harm comes over your loved ones, and such that any lions that are formed by the worlds that we live in have their mouths closed because the hand of God is in your life. I'm saying child of God, the hand of God was on Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. I can even imagine as they were walking up and down, these three young men, teenagers, they had refused to bow down on a gold statue that a king had put up. They said, we are not bowing down on your statue because we serve a powerful God. We only have one God that we can bow to. Now, child of God, this is a king. And what he does is he puts them in fire. Before they walk in fire, I like what they say. It's always been my favorite. It says, they were saying that he will come and save us. Even if he doesn't come and save us, we are not bowing down to you. Now when you know and you know and you know that the hand of God is on you, that is the kind of confidence child of God, that you know that even the fires of this earth are not going to burn you. Even what the devil has fashioned to destroy you, God will turn it together for good because they were saying even if it doesn't come. But what happens is, Someone is seen on the fire because the king puts them in on fire and says it must be made seven times hotter. Now the king says himself, actually he jumps up in shock because he sees there are now four people in there. And he says, why does it look like the fourth person is the son of God? I'm saying child of God, people will expect to be seeing things not going right in your life, but because of the hand of God, they will see that there is a fourth man, there is a second man or a third man in your life because God will be in your things, child of God. That is the benefit of the hand of God. We see the hand of God in Noah's life. When I read the stories of Noah, to me, what is impressed the most is the fact that, to me, he saw the most spectacular display of God showing how he can control the creatures on earth. How he has full control 
on earth. Because all Noah had to do was just to build the ark. I don't know if you've seen the movie Noah. I've seen quite a lot of them and I've watched them more than once. The way it looks so spectacular when the two and two are walking into the Noah's ark to save the world. It's so spectacular. And only God, because it was not like Noah was heading them, only God that controls all the creatures on earth could get into the minds of the animals to say, you, you, go, you, you, go, elephants, go, lions, you, male, female, go. Only a powerful God can do that. And it says at the end, when everyone had gone in, God is the one that shut Noah in, shut, closed completely. The hand of God, we see it in Zechariah as he is busy, busy preparing the incense. He's working in church in Zechariah. He's busy lighting incense and he has this one wish to have a child. And as he's lighting incense, doing God's work, we see an angel that comes and tells him he's going to have a child. You see Mary as well. She's going around doing her own things. The hand of God. Mary is told she's going to have a child. There are so many instances. The hand of God on Ruth, such that she was able to find Boaz, and Boaz gave her a son that became the lineage of where Jesus came. We see the hand of God on the disciples in Acts 11 verse 21, where it says, The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. So child of God, I'm just saying, the hand of God, wherever it is, it is seen by the miraculous ways that things happen. But there is an important thing here that I said earlier on. I said, child of God, we can work hard and find ourselves tired and get efforts that are not so successful. Or we can rely on the hand of God such that our works, whatever we are doing, because we still need to work, is covered by the hand of God and it is so successful, it is beyond our imagination. Now we learn from Jesus how to do this. He says, seek his kingdom first. Matthew 6 verse 28. If we can go with me. Matthew 6 verse 28. We will start from 28. It reads as follows. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor and spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor. Here Jesus is showing us how we should seek his kingdom first before all these other things are added to us so child of god i'm just telling you when you seek god's kingdom you will see god's hand in your things god's powerful hand doing successful things in your life jesus was a typical example of seeking the kingdom of god if you remember very well we see jesus 
at a young age preaching and when they look for him and he's lost and his parents find him I think it was a week later and they're trying to tell him where have you been he says I am about my father's business he was preaching in a synagogue at an age of 14 years if you are a young man or a 14 year old or a teenager We've mentioned teenagers here who know the importance of having the power of God on their lives. I don't know what you are involved in right now. You could be involved with your studies. You could be involved with maybe you finished early, but you still feel you are young. These things they're talking about are for your parents. I'm telling you that that is not the case. You need the hand of God in your studies. You need the hand of God in your relationship. You need the hand of God in choosing even the friends that you keep with. You need the hand of God even in making the choices that you need to make because children of God these days need all that protection because the young people these days I'm, I'm talking about the generation that is out there they're exposed to a lot of things and you need God to protect you to hand of God to protect you there's so much change out in the world you need God's hand over your life to tell you to protect you on what is right and what is wrong even during times when the world is allowing things, but God will still protect you. In Matthew 6, 28 to 33, it reads as follows. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. So if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. I like the fact that God is not saying leave these things. You don't need them. God is saying seek the kingdom of God first. And these things will be given to you as well. I want you to say just now. I will get these things as well, but I must seek his kingdom first. So Jesus said he was about his father's business. If we look at Jesus, he is a good example of what it means to seek the kingdom first. You know, when I was reading the scriptures, one thing that stood out for me was that Jesus, whenever he was speaking, he made it clear why he came on earth. He didn't say, I came here so that I could be a carpenter, the richest carpenter in town. He didn't say, I came here so that I could start the biggest ministry in town. He said exactly what 
God's heart is about. It is about his people. He said, I came so that you can have life and life in abundance. Here is someone who has the power to attain all the wealth on earth. But he remembers that we should be about the kingdom of God so that his hand can be upon us. So Jesus is teaching us here to say, if you want God's hand on your things, because you want all these things, you want all these glamours, you want everything. If you want that, seek his kingdom first. And he chose us by example. By serving God's people. By doing everything for the children of God. Now I'm saying child of God. This is a reminder to us. If you want all these things. There is a quick way. A safe way. An assured way. A way that is infallible. A way that is guaranteed by God. A way that is assured by God and the way is seek first his kingdom and all these things shall be added to you. Now God doesn't say a word and he lies about it. I know child of God we live now in an economy which teaches us and, and channels us and tunes us to be about ourselves. I want to be about my wealth. I want to be about my children's wealth. I want to be about building my legacy. But I'm saying child of God that is not how the word of God says. It says, let us seek first his kingdom. And Jesus is showing us and reminding us. And I'm sure you can hear already in your mind and in your heart, God is laying out what it is that you should do to seek his kingdom first. The examples that I have for you, child of God, to seek God's kingdom is to intentionally focus and fully experience the relationship with God. Now when you fully focus on the relationship with God, that is when you start hearing God talk to you, child of God. And when he talks to you, he will reveal all the things that he wants you to do. He will reveal what he's calling you to do because we are called to different things. There are a lot of things that are out there. You could be called to be the one that prays, that intercedes. I'm reminded as I'm speaking about interceding, interceding for the country, interceding for people. You could be the one that needs to pray. Just like Abraham, when he interceded, when they wanted to destroy a city where his nephew was. He said to the angel that had been sent, if you find 50, will you save them? That was intercession. I'm saying child of God. Those are the people that we need out there. And those intercessors don't have to wait for any opening of any doors or anywhere. You can intercede in the bedroom that you sleep in every night. You can intercede in your corner at home. But I'm saying, child of God, seek first his kingdom so that all these things will be added. So that the hand of God will be seen in your life. I want the hand of God because the hand of God is different. When the hand of God touches things, miraculous things happen. If you were meant to just get a diploma, you will succeed to even get up to PhD. Because 
the hand of God will be working things out in your life, but you will be concentrating on the kingdom of God. Meditating on his word, serving others is part of what we need to do, child of God. Let us return to doing things and not trusting what we can do, what our capabilities are, what the world's capabilities is, because the world is not as capable as God, because I am not as capable as God. If I do things for God, I know that the capable God will shoot things out of the ceiling, the ceiling that is kept by the world. Sharing God with others, evangelizing wherever you are. It can be even in a small room, it can be when you meet someone, it can be people you work with. You could be called to just that one person in your family that you will share with the word of God. Let us remember, if you are like me, I'm charged up child of God to see God's hand in my life. And I know I've been reminded, God reminded me today. God reminded me clearly that as much as we know, that's why we are doing God's work. We need to immense ourselves even more. We need to fight for God's work. We need to say, no, 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 I'm the one that's doing the praying today. No, 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 I'm the one that's starting that connect group because there are people that I need to reach so that every Wednesday or Thursday I can encourage them so that they can stay in the word of God because I want to be the one that does things for the kingdom. I'm saying child of God, God is talking to you right now, reminding you that it's not about self, it is about God's kingdom. Then we will see the hand of God in our lives. Practicing giving expressing love showing love there are people right now are hating because of circumstances showing love is part of doing god's work if you are looking at how to serve in the kingdom all of these things expressing love showing other people forgiveness is part of doing god's kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you and the hand of god shall be in your life as I draw to a close, I'm just saying, child of God, one lift of God's hand and lending in your favor is much, much more important than the biggest tender, than the biggest degree, than the biggest connection because he controls all the resources he controls all the creatures we need god's hand on our lives we need to be reminded that we must be about his kingdom we must be about his kingdom we must be about his kingdom none of the selfishness about being about self been rejuvenated. God knows what he has called you to do. God knows what he's asking you to do. Even if it means right now it's about calling someone. Even if it means it's about starting a connect group and making sure that the children of God 
during these times when fellowship is limited they are fed because we share the scriptures even if it means you just keep calling people when you know that they've lost someone and sending them scriptures there is a lot that we can do even if it means it's praying praying for the people that are out there praying for the people that need comfort praying for people that need protection there is so much that God is trusting us to do and i'm saying child of God you will succeed you will win in whatever God has called you to do right now in Jesus name amen you will succeed you will win in Jesus most precious name let us pray thank you heavenly father for your word we love my god what you've charged us with what you've encouraged us to do my god we are going to go out there my god and continue father to be about the kingdom because we know my god all these things belong to you and you shall add them unto our lives we thank you my god we lift your name on high we glorify you there's no one like you my father thank you jesus for continually being the one that saved and continues to sit next to the father in jesus most precious name amen